Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. It's kind of like, you know, why do I want to talk to someone else about something that I'm not all that great at? (laughs) right? It's a lot easier to talk about something that you're good at, or you have some skills, and you know, you're pretty proficient. But hey, let's, let's talk about stuff that I stink at, like nobody wants to do that. You're listening to Millennial Money with award winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna come to game, where we flip the script on the old school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week, Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna, money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. I don't have kids myself, but I do think about this problem all the time. How do we collectively speak to our kids about money if we don't know what we're doing? I mean, how do we end this cycle? I think if you're a new parent or thinking about having kids, you have kids, or really you know anyone who has a kid, it's our duty to talk to our kids about money, right? Because if we're not talking, then our kids don't know and their kids don't know, and this just keeps repeating itself, 
but I don't think it has to be stressful or hard. And that's really what Greg's mission is. He's best known as a groundbreaking inventor of something called My Job Chart, which I wish I had as a kid, which has grown to nearly 1 million members in four years. My Job Chart was the first electronic chore allowance platform that really takes advantage of the digital society that we're in. Greg is a father of six. He's also a certified financial planner like myself and a consultant who became a leading advocate for sound parenting, child accountability, and financial literacy. So I think Greg knows a little something about how to talk to our kids about money. So Greg, I am so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. We've got so much that I want to talk about, but I wanted to start with, we've got so much working against us. Most of us didn't grow up learning about money from our family. We're dealing with either college debt or not enough money in savings or no money put away in retirement. There's so many depressing statistics (laughs) that are working against us. I'm just curious, you know, how did we get to this place? Oh boy, how long is this show? (laughs) (laughs) I figured this was a good way to start. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. I, I I guess I'll try to sum it up with, um, I think, probably one of the biggest contributors to getting to the place that we're at right now is probably a lack of transparency. And um, let me just kind of try to articulate what I'm thinking there. Um, I think it's it's long since been kind of the situation where you know, parents, families, they don't really talk about money uh, in any kind of meaningful way, in any kind of transparent way. way. And, and thus, it becomes this kind of taboo subject. And, and it's just kind of like we're all just bumbling down the road together <laughs> in our ignorance. <laughs> and, uh, and I think actually, I think technology is actually helping us in that regard. And I think things are getting a little bit better. Um, but I think that that really is a big contributor is just the lack of talking about stuff. And especially from my perspective with kids, I think it's really important that we like talk to our kids in a very straightforward way about money and what it means and how we use it and all that stuff and how we earn it. Um, and as we do that, kids get it and they're, they're really smart, of course, and they'll get it, but we have to, you know, like open the door and that door really is this transparency thing. Um, so that's kind of one of my big thoughts on that. Yeah, I would I would definitely agree. I think there's so many parents that feel some sort of guilt or shame or fear on their part around money. And so maybe that stops them from having these conversations with their kids, which keeps this whole sort of dynamic, you know, repeating itself over and over with the generations. Yes. So you know what I call this? I call it the circle of dumbness <laughs> because <laughs> I really good. believe that that's kind of how it is. And I think you're right. It's like, it's kind of like, you know, why do I want to talk to someone else about something that I'm not all that great at? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a lot easier to talk about something that you're good at, or you have some skills and you know, you, you're pretty proficient, but Hey, let's, let's talk about stuff that I stink at. Like nobody wants to do that. So. I think you're right. I think that's exactly what's happening and has happened for a long time. But um, now is the time to kind of buck that trend. Um, And I think, 
you know, I think, frankly, I think more and more um, people are getting just kind of more accepting of everybody's kind of innate flaws. <laughs> I think yes. we all have them. They're all pretty apparent. And I think it's a great thing that more and more people are like, you know, yeah, nobody's perfect. And, you know, with finances, I'm not the greatest or whatever. And we kind of can learn from one another because of that. Uh, so I think it's actually a good a good place to be starting from um, and really making a difference when it comes to being smarter and getting out of the circle of dumbness. I just love that, the circle of dumbness. I'm thinking about how many things in my life and maybe I'm stuck in the circle of dumbness. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, geez. Exactly. And you're a father of six, so I know that you have probably a lot of wisdom you can share with us, but how do you then I approach... Have more, I have more battle scars than wisdom, I think, <laughs> is what I have. But <laughs> I could imagine. But, you know, how did you decide to start talking to your kids about money? Was there, you know, what was that whole process like for you? So, you know, what happened is, I mean, I've been, uh, I'm a certified financial planner like you are and, uh, and working with business owners primarily for the last 20 plus years. And I started recognizing something that all of them had in common. And it was really two major things. Number one, they worked really hard. And number two is they were smart with their money. And so I just thought, you know what, I got to get those two traits <laughs> into my kids if I have For any sure. chance of them moving out and, uh, and uh, you know, never coming back, right? For sure, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, I really kind of recognized that. And, uh, and that's, that's kind of where it all started, frankly. And so once you, once you realize what they need, it's, it's not as, as hard, right? You just kind of focus on it. So are there different things or different principles or ideas or whatever you may call it at different ages that you try to teach kids? I mean, you know, what, like, what do you start them out with? Yeah, so definitely. And it's, and it kind of changes over time, right? But one of the fundamentals that never changes is this idea of work ethic. Mm, And that's the whole, you know, figuring out how do I connect working with money for my kid? Because it's really super important. And if you think about it, it's like fundamentally what we do. All of us, we do that every day. Like that's reality, right? We got to go out and work and make some money and then we make decisions with the money. So it fundamentally goes back to work ethic. And I think the best place to teach them that work ethic is in your own house. It's like the perfect little ecosystem, right? Everybody's house looks a little different. Maybe it's an apartment in the city or maybe it's out in the rural area or whatever. It, it's all um, a little bit different, but the, the premise is the same, which is I'm going to give my kids something to do. Give them some chores to do around the house. So that that gets them the money that they can then go and make decisions about. So fundamentally, work ethic is the key. Once you do that and you springboard them into earning some money and and understanding that that's where money comes from, then you start to be able to make some really interesting conversations turn into like wisdom, (laughs) right? Turn into money I think that's really good because you're right. Like if you – cultivate that work work ethic from a very young age, you start to understand 
the dynamic around money and you you start to understand kind of how it, how it all works i think in a different way you know i i even have friends who are in their early 20s who have just come out of college and the words that constantly come out of their mouth is like they're looking for like you know, the big next thing to happen in their life. And I'm like, well, it doesn't always work that way. Like sometimes you got to work really hard and do a lot of things for a long time until you get, you know, one of those big breaks or, or something amazing happens. And so it's, it's really, I think if you can cultivate that when you're young, I can imagine how that then would carry with you. Yeah, it totally does. And, you know, um, so I think social media uh, I think some movies, I think some you know, Netflix documentaries and stuff, they glamorize, you know, these people who have achieved great things, but it makes it look like it was just yes. kind of easy. Um, and that is just like, so not the, the real deal, <laughs> right? It, it, it's, uh, there's always much more to it. Um, but they kind of glamorize this uh, exotic lifestyle and boy, they, you know, they have a personal chef and they sit around and it's like, oh, wait, but they work 20 hours a day. They're just not right. showing that, right? So it really is fundamental. And and I think that attitude of, you know, I'm just waiting for something big to hit, and, you know, and I'm going to be the next, you know, 20 something billionaire. Like, that's just so, you know, it's just like such an, er an erosion of that work ethic. <laughs> Did that, to put it mildly. <laughs> I think it's just really, yeah, it's just really detrimental. So teaching them young to that, hey, this is the real deal. This is life. You you go out and you work hard and you make some money and then you make decisions with it. That's a much better platform than sit around and wait for the next big thing to hit. And you mentioned your, your CFP like myself, and then you kind of transitioned into uh, creating your own company, Busy Kid. Tell me a little bit about how you you made that that transition. Yeah, so I, I just recognize that this is really super important, and and it's it's become much harder, I believe, to teach kids about money because the nature of money wow. has changed. Okay, it used to be even five years ago, six years ago, it used to be kind of you know pull out some cash, buy some stuff. Uh, have little Johnny have a piggy bank on his dresser that you stuff some bills in and some quarters and nickels and dimes, you know, and, and whatever. That is completely gone uh, in my belief. Um, this is an electronic money situation. I call it invisible money <laughs> <laughs> because you don't pull it out of your pocket or your purse anymore. Like you don't. You have a card, your phone, you just push, you know, face recognition. And next thing you know, you paid for something like how are you supposed to teach a kid about something that is like that um, evaporative? It's just like out in the ether somewhere. Absolutely. right? So the nature of money has changed so much. And money is is like literally little numbers on a screen now. And that's it. Yeah. So having them connect the dots makes it actually fairly difficult. Um, and I think that's what Busy Kid does is it helps bring what's invisible kind of back to a place where you can actually understand what in the heck's going on. <laughs> and so that's what we've created is is an app where you can give chores to your kids. They can earn that money. And then that money automatically allocates or splits up into three big buckets, saving and investing, sharing and spending. 
And if you think about it, that's exactly what we all do as adults. We go out and earn some money. We save and invest in like 401k or stocks or whatever. We share with church or charity or something we care about, and then we spend the rest. So that's that's exactly what we're trying to mirror is reality, not some silly video game where you go and collect, you know, stars or tokens or something like that's not what it is. This is real deal, real money, invisible, brought to reality for a kid. And I know this may seem like a very obvious question, but I know somebody listening is probably probably has this question like, what is the benefit of a, of a kid, a young kid, having those things, having a savings account, having investments at a young age? Like, what is the benefit of that? So this is the benefit. It just opens yes. their eyes to the fact that, hey, I'm kind of in charge of my own money and I can make decisions <laughs> that can really change my future. And I think that that's super important. It's a very empowering thing for a kid. Let me give you a kind of a visceral example. So I've got two boys, one's 16, one's 14. Wow. And they're highly competitive. Okay. And that's kind of the nature of a, you know, boys that age, right? They're highly competitive. They, they play sports. They do all this stuff. And what are they, what are they like super competitive about now? The stock that they own. Okay. Literally imagine these kids, they're washing cars, they're bringing out the trash, they're doing all this stuff, they're earning money. And one of them, he likes trucks, you know, like he drives a truck, he likes trucks. So what does he buy? Ford stock, right? The other kid, he buys Disney stock. And so all of a sudden you've got these two boys who are learning about the stock market with their own money. They've got skin in the game. And I can ask them any day of the week, hey, what's Ford trading at? What's Disney trading at? And they know. Like, it's crazy, right? But that's the benefit of having a kid learn this stuff as at an early age is because they start to get it because they own it and they're doing it themselves. I think kids learn best by actually doing stuff. Um, and that's the big benefit there because it opens their eyes to that whole world early on. And is there some sort of educational component in Busy Kid? Because I could imagine that you and I being CFPs, maybe teaching our kids some of this stuff is not easy, but it's a little bit more in our vocabulary. But maybe a lot of parents don't don't even know a lot about stocks. I mean, this is, you know, tough stuff for people. So is there like an educational component in there? Yeah, so there's a little bit of education, but we really focus on the experience, that experiential learning. And that's what we think is so great about our system, which is a family can jump into this, you know, and it's fractional shares of stock. So, you know, they can literally go in there and buy $10 worth of Tesla stock or, you know, $10 worth of McDonald's or Walmart or whatever. Uh, a, a brand that the house is kind of familiar with and they you know they think is good and all of a sudden you have this very small investment into this really big idea and it's just easy for families to start getting around that and kind of tiptoeing into this world that is complicated for a lot of people and i think you're right a lot of people are intimidated like Ugh, i don't know what a mutual fund is i don't know what a you know uh, a 403B is or 401k or all these big words and acronyms, but people can get get their head around $10 worth of McDonald's stock. Like that's pretty simple stuff, right? And then they can all of a sudden 
start watching it and then they start learning about earnings or they learn about these kind of more sophisticated uh, financial concepts. But it's all about doing in our platform. It's like get in there, jump in and do something. And that's how you learn the best. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited, and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince, and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ETM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash ETM. I'm going to be real with you. 
Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one time service, Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable, where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international bestselling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential, Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become mentally stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. So much good stuff for Brendan. We'll get back into the episode after an Ask Shauna from Sarah. And Sarah says, Hi, Shauna. I'm hooked on the Millennial Money podcast. Thank you so much for helping me get my SHIT together when it comes to money. I live in Chicago, and although it's not the most expensive city, it isn't cheap if you want to live a good life. If I'm honest, I don't like to cut back very often. I go to the gym, go out with my friends, enjoy happy hour, love taking in the city on the weekends, and I also love to travel. I know, typical millennial, right? I don't really have a question. I'm just writing in to tell everyone how my thinking around money changed last year after tuning into your show and how that has helped me have an awesome 2018 and a great start to 2019. I realized I was angry at how I was raised and how my parents talked 
to me about money, aka they didn't talk. I was also angry at a relationship I was in where my partner always made a comment about everything that I spent money on and made me feel like I was dumb and I didn't know what I was doing. I'm no longer in that relationship. Thank you very much. (laughs) You gave me confidence to write down my feelings and really think about how I view money. Doing so, I realized a lot of things I was holding on to, and it was really an interesting exercise. I highly encourage anyone listening who might resonate with my story to do the same. Write it out. Think about it. Think what's holding you back from your goals. The answer has to be more than just money, I believe, because it was for me. Now I feel happy when I get paid and I feel happy when I make good choices with my money, even happy when I blow my money. I feel in charge and honestly, I would have paid you a million bucks to feel that way. I'm trying to spread the love to my friends and just wanted to share. So thank you. You're a friend to me and you don't even know it. Wow, Sarah, that is so awesome. Thank you for writing that in. I feel honored that you were able to use something from the podcast that I spoke about or that a guest spoke about for, gosh, for your benefit to help like really change your life. But it wasn't me though. And I'm going to say that over and over. So if you're listening and you think I have some sort of magical magical spell or uh, I don't know. Gosh, I've heard a lot of things. It's not. It's not me. It was all you. You rolled up the sleeves and you did the hard work. And so many of us have gunk. I mean, I could use really bad words, but you get the idea with gunk. Just trash build up from the past. I think that's influencing our money thinking and patterns and that really needs to be thrown out because I think it's holding a lot of us hostage. It held me hostage for so many years, and I watched that hold other people hostage and people in all different facets of life, older people, younger people, people making a lot of money, people not making a lot of money. So I feel like I can speak to it with some sort of educated um, information, some sort of educated response just because I've seen that happen. So A long time ago on podcasts years ago, I talked about this exercise called financial forgiveness. And maybe this is the one that you use, Sarah. Maybe you just coined your own exercise. And if you did, that's so incredibly awesome. But I call it financial forgiveness for a reason because I think that so many of us have, whether it's relationships, it's from our parents, or it's things that maybe we feel jealous about with our friends we don't even know about. Maybe it's our own insecurities. Maybe we've been held back at work. I I don't know, whatever it may be. We all have these things that just build up in us and they, they can faster inside of us if we don't go through some sort of exercise to get rid of them. And a lot of people might argue with me and say, this is like some mumbo jumbo, some crazy talk that you're saying to me, Shauna. But again, I know this to be true because I've done it myself. I've helped other people do this. And there is definitely something to be said for this exercise. So you can do any variation of this that you want. But what I suggest is you either open up a new Word doc in your computer or get out a piece of paper. I think writing something down is like ultra, ultra therapeutic. And I hate the way I write. Like I somehow I've forgotten how to write cursive. So I write something in between cursive and non-cursive and I can barely read my writing. But anyway, 
Write down the stuff that just without even thinking, the stuff that just pisses you off when it comes to money, the stuff that you're upset about or maybe that keeps happening over and over again in your situation or whatever it is, just write all that stuff down for five minutes. Start a timer on your phone, five minutes, just don't even judge yourself. And when you're done, when the five minutes is over, read it all back. And I guarantee it's going to like evoke some sort of feelings in you. Hopefully it's some sort of like fight back feelings. Like, you know what? No, all this crap that's on that piece of paper, you are not owning my life. You are not owning my future. I'm owning my future. And then do whatever you want to do with a piece of paper. I highly suggest burning that thing in a safe, very safe way. But if you want to just shred it, cut it up, throw it away, whatever you want to do. It's the act of getting rid of that mentally as silly and ridiculous as it may sound. It really does something to you. Now, if you want to take that to the higher degree, do that every week or every month or every other month or every six months. Do it some sort of repetition because it's not just like going to therapy once. It's it's You don't get fixed once. And I'm not saying you need fixed. I'm just saying this stuff builds and builds and builds. It's just natural. It's how we go through life. So go through this process often. Get rid of this stuff. Write down the stuff that pisses you off and then be done with it and say, you know what? I'm in control of my money. I'm in control with What I do with what's in my bank account, I can positively direct it in ways that can help me fulfill an amazing future. And you have to positively tell yourself this stuff so that when the bumps come along, they don't throw you off track. So I know that was a very long-winded answer to your response, Sarah. I'm not even going to say question, but thank you so much for being honest and for sharing that with me because I think so many of us feel that exact same way. And I'm just so stoked that this worked for you, that it's working for you, and that you're having a kick-ass year because you actually took the time to think about these things. What's great is just what you talked about is this idea of opening conversation. So even if these are things maybe you're not as familiar with, having you sit down with your kids and and you know, going through some of this stuff together and and watching the earnings and even the good times and the not so good times, but it's being able to have those open lines of communication. I mean, I have to imagine that that just that just opens up so much for the kids because all of us who didn't learn about money necessarily from our parents and had to figure it out just trial and error, you know, that that was tough. Yeah, totally. I think this all goes back to what kind of what we started about with this transparency and being more like it. Let me give you a good example, I think. So you're sitting on the couch with your kid, you've got an iPad, and you guys are just messing around, right? Um, And all of a sudden, ding, you get an email, and it comes in, right? I think this is like the perfect, you know, like 21st century um, stage to have a conversation about paying the bills. Okay. Talk about an (laughs) eye opening experience for a kid, right? So ding, email comes in. All of a sudden you can stop for like literally one minute of your life and say, Hey, that's weird. I just got our electric bill. And uh, why don't we go ahead and check that out and pay it? 
And then all of a sudden you're having an experience, right? More of that experiential learning. And we live in Phoenix and it's hotter than heck, as you can imagine, in the uh, summertime, that's right? That's an and understatement. Our <laughs> right? <laughs> it's the, it's, you know, the surface of the sun over here. And, uh, and here we are. And our electric bill in the summer is, you know, six, seven hundred dollars, you know. And so when you can pull that up and tell your kid, let's pay this. And all of a sudden they think, holy smokes, it's seven hundred dollars for our electric bill every month. Right. That kind of um, experience is very impactful. And it's something to make that like it takes the blinders off the kid's eyes all of a sudden. And then. You know, they start adding those numbers up. You do that a few times. You do that with the electric bill. You do that with the, you know, the the phone bill with the, you know, the cell phones. And you do that with a few things. All of a sudden, they're like cognizant of this stuff. And they don't like they want to start making better decisions as a family. Like, well, I don't know. Do we really need to go out to eat? We got to pay that electric bill. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's really important. And it's, but it, technology is making it easier. You're sitting on the couch with an iPad and boom, you have this big conversation that you would otherwise not have. Yeah. And how do you foresee, even just like, let's fast forward like three to five years, the nature, you talk about the nature of money changing. Are we just going to, is everything going to turn into that like invisible money concept, do you think? Totally. Yeah. I absolutely think that if you look at the data, I mean, increasingly, we're becoming a more cashless society. I mean, last time I was, I mean, I fly on planes lots. And last time I was on a plane, literally, um, some guy, you know, a row over wanted something from the, uh, you know, the cart, you know, to, to drink or eat or something. And, and he hands over to the flight attendant, you know, a $10 bill. And she's like, Sorry, we only take cards. <laughs> like that's that's the real deal now. So, right. So it's like it's absolute. It's absolutely going that way. It's going to become more and more that way. And so we have to change the way that we talk about it. We have to change the way that we teach about it. And and it, we got to just do that because I mean, why not? We, we we're not going to avoid it. So we yeah. might as well embrace it and go for it. Well, and I think even for us, us grownups, it's really uh, evaluating and digging into our own relationship with money, because if that's if that's the society we're going to live in, you we have to we have to be really cognizant of where our money's going and maybe do a few things we don't like to do, like checking in on our bank account statements and things like that, because it's really easy, like you said, for the money to just evaporate. I know, right? Um, and on the flip side of that, it is it does seem to be that it makes it easier to spend it because it's just like bloop or swipe and you're out the door. Um, but it also makes it a little bit more transparent, actually, um, because all of our transactions are like at a flick of a thumb. Like we can yes. literally pull up our phone and all of a sudden we say, oh, shoot, no wonder I had no money. I've been this place, this place, this place, this place, and this place, right? So it does kind of allow us to be able to see into our money situation. Literally, I think a little bit better than it used to be because, you know, you used to have to wait. You get a statement in the mail. You got to look at all that. Who wants to do that? So, yes. um, so I think it's technology is just really kind of changing everything, I think, frankly, for the better. 
I think that's a really good point. You know, if you could use it to the positive and certainly things like Busy Kid, like you've created, if you could use these apps and tools. I mean, even like you just said, I mean, even five years ago, it, it you couldn't do a lot of these financial sort of calculations and planning and things that you can do on your own now. You just didn't have access to this stuff. So it's definitely changing all sorts of industries. And um, just just to be able to have that visibility, I think, is is so amazing. It really is. And and uh, I think the need to teach kids at a younger age this kind of stuff is so important now more than ever. And, uh, you know, they're not getting this stuff at school. Um, you, you look at all that data. I mean, there's a few states that require financial education in schools. But frankly, it's what I call too little too late. And it's like, <laughs> in high school and then they're like jumping right to like macroeconomics and which right. doesn't mean anything to a person who doesn't know about personal finance. <laughs> so it's like, agree. why are we doing that? Like, that's crazy. I don't know why we're doing that. We should be teaching them, um, you know, younger, the basics of personal finance, but regardless of what they're being taught at home or uh, taught at school, they need a practical tool at home to get them the money. Because they're not going to earn money from their, you know, sixth grade teacher at school. That's just not going to work. So they got to earn it from somewhere. And that's going to be you as a parent. Yeah. So, I mean, I know we've talked about so much, but Greg, if if someone has two minutes to pick your brain on how to set their kids up on the right financial foot, like what would you tell them? What are like the absolute things they should know? I think there's three things. Okay. Number one. I think you need to get a system, okay? You have to get a system that teaches a balanced financial approach. There's lots of tools out there these days that are like, oh, yeah, get this get this debit card for your kid and, and they can spend money. Well, th- that's all fine and good, but I hate, to, I hate to like burst somebody's bubble out there, but they don't need more tools to help them blow their money. <laughs> like right. they, they got that down. Okay. We all have that down. They need something that teaches a balanced financial approach. So you earn and then you save, you share and you spend. That's what they need. So get a system. Number one. Number two, be fairly consistent with that system. Um, I think that they, a lot of parents out there struggle because, you know, they're not so great at money themselves. And then they, you know, fall off the, the horse uh, once they start riding it with their kids. And so you got to be fairly consistent with that system. And, you know, if you blow it over a holiday and you just like hand your kid 20 bucks and say, go have fun. Like, OK, maybe that's not the best thing to do, but, you know, it's not the end of the world either. So be fairly consistent, I think, is number two. And then lastly, I think number three is you have to use technology. Jars, envelopes, stickers, the piggy bank on the, the that ship has sailed people that is just that's over with um, let's not use antiquated ways to teach our kids. They can learn the value of a dime in like five minutes and then move on <laughs> let's let's <laughs> let's go to the next level here and use technology because at the end of the day it's not going away and get your kids proficient with it so that they can be smart. And really uh, make some great progress in their life when it comes to to money. Uh, so get a system, be consistent, and use technology. 
Wow, that that is fantastic. I love those three. Well, Greg, this has been great. Tell everybody where they can go to find out more about Busy Kid. It's just that easy. Busykid.com. Uh, I always say get your kids busy doing this stuff that's really going to set them up for future success. That Those basic fundamentals of uh, work ethic and how to be smart with their money are going to carry them a long ways. Uh, and, uh, and I think we're trying to make it as easy as possible for parents to be successful in that arena with their kids. There's so much I took away from chatting with Greg. I mean, I know you can totally tell that he just, he loves kids and he's so committed to changing the patterns of how we talk about money. Makes me want to be a kid again. I mean, I always really want to be a kid again, but this definitely does. Thanks so much for checking out this episode. Listen, if you love what you heard, head on over to iTunes, leave us a five-star review for the podcast. It's one of the best ways to show us some love as iTunes has this crazy algorithm, but that is how we can bring millennial money to more listeners. And I'll see you back here on Tuesday for our next episode. Hey, you. Yes, you. Before you go, we want to say thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Money. For all the links, tags, and ads you've heard on today's episode, check out the show notes or go to mmoneypodcast.com, where you'll find more episodes to share with your friends. While you're at it, leave us a review and make sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss out on all the money tips and tricks that will take you from a millennial regular to a millennial money expert. See you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode. Rakuten helps you be a smarter shopper and save money on just about everything. People all have things they need to buy, whether it's home essentials or a self-care treat just for you. With Rakuten, you get cash back on clothes, groceries, travel, and much, much more. Even better, you can stack cash back on top of other deals like store sales and credit card points. In case you're wondering, the stores on Rakuten are the ones you know and love, and lots of cool ones waiting to be discovered, including Target, Lowe's, and Nike. When it comes to savvy shopping and saving money, Rakuten is a no-brainer. It's free and easy to join. Just go to Rakuten.com now or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.